2: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team your team every day. Every day, every day,
1: every day. We're getting closer and closer to Green Bay this Sunday, and I'm getting more and more nervous as we get closer and closer to it. Look, there's a chance now this team can fall to one and two on the year with a gauntlet of quarterbacks going forward. And I always look at it like this. Like, if you're going to look at a team's schedule, you got to look at the quarterbacks they're facing. If you want to talk about the NFL being a quarterback-driven league, you have to then look at who your opponents are at quarterback. And you've got Aaron Rodgers. Whether he's healthy or not, it really doesn't matter. And he's not healthy, but he's healthy enough to go out there and still be close to Aaron Rodgers. He's that good. You've got Cam Newton, who's now throwing the ball at a really dangerous rate right now. At least he did in Week 2. And Norv Turner's letting him run the ball more as well, which a guy that's built like a defensive end running towards you, that makes him hard to tackle. Like, that's what made Cam Newton so successful, his MVP here. You've also got Drew Brees, who we know, look, the Saints may not be a Super Bowl contending team. Like, I don't see the Saints going to the Super Bowl, but... uh, they're still really good offensively. They're really dangerous. I just, I'm worried about the future of the Redskins over the next three to four weeks. And we're going to see, we're going to see very quickly where this thing could spiral out of control. Uh, I'm at Nick Ashu on Twitter, nickashu.com, as well. And I saw this NBC Sports Washington, uh, my buddies over there at NBC Sports Washington put together this research. So I can't take all the credit. Rich Tandler does a great job. You should check out his work. Uh, brought up the fact, and we've talked about this a lot before The Redskins, here's the big thing that the Redskins need to try and do. Change things up offensively. Like, I know this is crazy, but there were no adjustments week two against the Colts. You kept doing the same damn thing. And look, bringing in Bashad Perriman and Michael Floyd is fine. You're adding depth, but like, is anybody scared? Like, does anybody look at this roster and say, yep, that team right there, that's what I'm really concerned about right now? I'm concerned about those two receivers that are, by the way, sixth and seventh on the depth chart. We'll get to what the depth chart looks like a little bit later because they did release another one. But this Redskins team has got to switch things up. They've got to start throwing on first down more because they've taken the easy route. They've taken the safe route. A lot of teams do run on first down because you hope to get ahead of the sticks, right? You hope to get a couple of yards to at least gain some momentum when it's first and ten, make it second and seven. Six, if you're really hopeful, right? The problem is is that there are so many defenses out there that are geared towards defending the run and stuffing the box on first down that it just makes it harder for you. And we saw this in the preseason where the Redskins, when they had Adrian Peterson even out there for that only preseason game, 11 carries, 56 yards, and we're like, oh my God, Adrian Peterson, he looks so great. Well, he was really bad on first down. Under three yards a carry, running the ball on first down, and that's something that the Redskins are just going to have to They're going to have to work past this. Jay Gruden is going to have to try something different for a change. Look, I get it that it's safer to try and run on first down versus throwing. It's an incomplete, and then it's second and ten. But this isn't working the way that you're doing this right now. The Redskins' 39 first down runs are the most in the NFL right now. That's one more than the Texans. The NFL average, by the way, 27 first down runs. So they're way ahead of the NFL average. 27, 39 first down runs for them. You don't have an elite running back in your backfield. There's no reason for you, if you're the Redskins, to continue going down this route. You can break it down into first down rush percentage too. Like I said, the Redskins are fifth in the league at 58 percent in first down rush percentage. The league average is actually the opposite. Like the league average, 51.7 percent pass on first down, 48.3 percent running on first down. So they're they're doing what a lot of teams aren't doing right now. And you look. The Redskins don't have an elite quarterback, but Alex Smith is a very capable quarterback. Bare minimum, here's an idea. Let's try, to get some, let's try to get something out of the backfield from Chris Thompson on first down instead, right? Like, instead of running the ball, just try to hit him in the flat on a first and 10. Let's do something different. It's a very small sample size, right? We get that. It's only been two games, and it's always dangerous to do this. It's like when we look at the preseason and we start getting worried about these trends... And it's the preseason. So we we can't use the caveat of, oh, well, it's the preseason. But, you know, we can use the caveat that uh, it's only been two games for this team so far. So hopefully, Jay Gruden's looking at what's going on right now, seeing this trend that's, by the way, going in the wrong direction and says, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to have to change something up. We're going to have to adjust a little bit more. Look, we talked about in the preseason, Jay Gruden looks different, sounds different, looks like there's a little bit more pressure on him this year. And this is what they're going to have to do. But think about this, too. In the Redskins' first game, they never trailed, so they called runs on 69% of first down plays. But they were ahead. You want to run out the clock. That makes sense then. Against the Colts, they never led. They still ran the ball 45% of first down plays. They should be throwing even more than that at that point. You, you pay all this money for Alex Smith. You bring him in and say he's your franchise quarterback. It's not going to be Cousins. It's going to be Alex Smith because he's a little bit cheaper. Well, then use your quarterback more. Find ways to put him in a position to be successful. Something has to be different. From the start of the 2017 season, even through Sunday's game, Gruden called runs on 58.5% of first down plays. So there's our bigger sample size right there. That was the fifth highest percentage in the league. Jay Gruden loves to run the ball on first down. And we always had the argument that Jay Gruden doesn't run the ball enough. Well, he does. He runs the ball a lot of times in the wrong situations. Too much running on first down. The league average is closer to like 52%. So he's way over that. We need to see this change. We need to see something different from this team against the Packers this weekend. And that's one of the biggest things. Change your offensive approach. You have to. Because, yeah, if you're ahead in this game early, if something breaks well, you get a kick return for a touchdown, interception, pick six, fumble return, whatever it is, and you're up, let's say, 10 nothing. you can run the ball a little bit more. But if you're playing from behind, you can't. You've got to throw the ball more. And It doesn't have to be trying to get Josh Doxon involved, who his stone hands now just seem to not be working properly. But you can get Jordan Reed more involved than you did last week. You can get Chris Thompson even more involved than it was last week, even though he led the team in receptions, which is it's great that your running back is your leading receiver and your one of your wide receivers is your leading rusher. But hey, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy and maybe that's a new approach to the NFL. Speaking of that offense... The Redskins are now down to three running backs on their depth chart, but seven wide receivers. I mentioned Floyd and Perriman is six and seven on the wide receiver depth chart. But now with Rob Kelly going to injured reserve, they've got three healthy backs on the roster. That's Adrian Peterson, Samaj Perine, Ryan, who wasn't even active week two, and Chris Thompson, who you can't play every down anyway. Now, Capri Bibbs is... On the practice squad, I'm sure there's a chance he's going to get called up at some point, maybe this weekend, but there's definitely a chance that all three of those guys are already playing this Sunday. Numbers are dropping fast, man. Like, this is exactly the problem that we were worried about, was injuries affecting at least one position. Uh, You add Adrian Peterson, at some point he'll probably get hurt this year. He's 33 years old, it's just the way it is. Mother nature, father time, however you want to look at it, they're undefeated. And at some point he'll deal with at least bumps and bruises where he may have to sit out a game so it's a good thing that they have Capri Bibbs now on the practice squad. Do they call him up this weekend? I I don't know. We won't see, but I can tell you this. It's looking thin back there. It's not looking good right now. It would just be really nice if we had Darius Geis for this season. Now we know it's not going to happen. It's impossible. But it's looking real thin right now at that running back spot. All the more reason for the Redskins to try and pass more on Sunday against Green Bay. And speaking of passing... We'll hear from Alex Smith next on the Locked on Redskins podcast.
3: You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of
1: the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, ever since I really got into this business, you always have people asking me who's going to win every single week. And the truth is, I really don't know. That's why they say play the game. Right. But. If you think you do know who's going to win, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me guys, this is the best when it comes to it. They've been in the business for years, they got great reviews online. We know reviews are really important. Their mobile site's easy to use, which is the only thing anybody uses anymore. So they've got their priorities in line. Lay down some cash, win big today. I'd recommend them because they're good that's why i'm telling you to go and check them out that's why i'm urging you to play with my bookie you win they pay they have in-game live betting the most rewarding player perks in the business and for you fantasy guys out there by the way you can even bet on the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game this is new just more ways to help get you involved in this right to help feed that urge Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You are locked on Redskins. It's easy to play quarterback in
0: hindsight, but I'm curious for you, with what they were giving you the other day, and you had to take some of the checkdowns, what's the balance between taking those because they're open versus maybe being able to wait just a little bit longer to see if something else opens up just behind where you're going?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I think every guy on the team, certainly every guy on offense went through the game and, you know, what, what plays could I have done differently to help us? Um, for me, it's in the first half of the game, I mean, as maybe when I went through that in my head, could I have taken a shot here? You know, all week we talked about being patient, the way they played defense, be patient. Uh, let the kind of shots present themselves. You don't anticipate in the first half that you're going to get in the second half and still be trailing. In the second half, very apparent. I mean, they, were not gonna, they weren't going to let anything get over their head or get behind them. I and mean, it, it was so soft. Uh, hence, a lot of the underneath stuff was open. Um, but yeah, so then you do look back at that and you're like, well, God, maybe this one play in the first half, should I have held it a tick longer and taken a shot? Or could I have you know, looked this off and, and gone here? Um, and that's kind of the game you play with the what ifs, you know, in in a situation like that. So, uh, you know, it's hard though when you have limited opportunities, you expect, you expected to have more opportunities and and we didn't have them and then obviously in the second half kind of got one dimensional. Um, Alex, you're going to have a couple of new pass catchers out there uh, today. Have you had any conversations with them yet? And is it realistic to be able to get onto the same page with some wide receivers in the span of a few days? Yeah, Just the, you know, the quick intro here this morning and meetings as they, you know, as they uh, got in here and got going. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the fact that they're both veteran guys and have, have, have played uh, helps helps with that. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I'm not going to forecast anything for either of the guys, uh, get out on the practice field, put our work in, and, and we'll see where it goes.
0: Alex, you know, making in-game adjustments is part of the league, yeah. but at the same time, you go in with a game plan you think is going to work. So when a team doesn't do exactly what you think they're going to do, yeah. What are those conversations like on the sideline to try to decide, do we stick with what we thought came in here with, or do we need to draw some new stuff up or call yeah. it a different part of the uh, I
3: mean, anytime anything if something doesn't work or, you're, or you're, yeah, you're out of rhythm, out of sync like that, certainly the next day, in hindsight, you're always kicking yourself. Should We could have done this. We could have done that. I could have done this. Things like that. It was tough in that game. You know, it felt like you also wanted to st- – yourself to stay patient with some of that stuff. Stay patient with the run, stay patient with some of those things because the look was still there. Unfortunately, we we weren't able to capitalize on those things and and combination a lot of things. Certainly, yeah. I mean, could we have done things differently? You know, maybe we could have executed a lot better too. So a combination of all all those things I think put together and it's a fine line. You fight that battle, right? Should we stay patient with this? We want to stay patient with this. And then next day, maybe you are saying, hey, maybe I should have gone a different direction quicker. So
2: Alex, kind of expanding a little bit off of that, what were the things that stood out when you looked at the tape and self-evaluated as far as things that you liked and things that you thought you could do better? I, I
3: just thought third down situational football cost us in the first half. I, I think if we would converted on a bunch of those third downs that we, I felt like we certainly could have and should have, um, yeah, you give yourself a, a bunch more opportunities to get to all those things we're talking about. I, I mean, I, I think you know we we, we were unable to, to convert, unable to get into a rhythm. Excuse me. And then you have limited opportunities then. You, you can't get to all that stuff. All of a sudden, if you move the chains, I mean, all of a sudden, you, you got a chance to get to some of that other stuff in your playbook, in your game plan. Uh, we were just unable to do that because we were poor, uh, I think, on third down, especially the, the, the first half.
4: You and uh, Aaron Rodgers have intersected several times over the years. Yeah. What do you make of uh, what he's accomplished there, and, and how's your guys' relationship been over the years?
3: Uh, you know, it, obviously, he's a, he's a decent player um and uh yeah i mean uh, he and i have been around each other a lot of time now uh always linked um you know pretty good buddies and uh yeah i mean i certainly kind of i think follow each other's career uh from afar uh usually get to connect in the off season here or there a, a couple times with random things so um yeah i mean other than that i mean, it's, it's it's uh you know, like I said, that's it. I mean, obviously we're, we're pretty far down the line uh, at this point, still rolling and uh, having fun with it. Um, so obviously good to see him uh, out there playing. He's a special player, fun to watch. You know, I think as quarterbacks, we always watch one another, analyze one another. Uh, certainly he's a unique unique guy, the way he plays quarterback uh, and always fun to watch uh, from a peer's perspective.
4: Alex, we asked you about the new receivers coming in, but, but how are the relationships going with kind of the top three receivers, Doxon, Richardson, Crowder, how is it going building that chemistry?
3: Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's going well. I think it's going really well. I mean I, I think it's hard looking at the numbers with these first two weeks, just the defenses we played, the style that they've played, uh, necessarily hasn't dictated a lot of balls going outside to those guys. Um, but I, I, I feel really good about it. Those guys all work extremely hard. They're all crazy talented. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that you just kind of it's a process that never ends. You're, you're constantly working at that. Uh, you don't know when that opportunity is going to present itself. I think all those things that they, they comes in bunches. Um, so, yeah, you just keep you keep working. You, you never stop no matter what. I mean, win, lose, all this stuff. You just kind of it's a process that you never you never stop working at on the field and in the meeting rooms.
4: In the Colts game, there were a couple really close big plays that
3: that just didn't happen.
4: What's the conversation with Doxson like or with with Richardson like after those kind of situations?
3: Listen, these guys, everybody's all in. We don't have a a lack of uh, uh, sacrifice and commitment and want to in these guys. And and so it's it's football, it's not gonna be perfect. Uh, From my perspective, it's just obviously kind of continue to talk to those guys about what I'm seeing, what they're seeing, uh, constantly our communication, both on the sideline in the meeting rooms and then on, on the field seeing the same things, reacting to it the same way. Um, you know, from my perspective, yeah, you just keep firing, you know, and, and uh, you keep taking your shots when they're there. And, and uh, you know, think or dwell on the rest. You know, I, I think you kind of just keep keep staying in the moment and, and uh, focusing on what you got to do.
2: Alex, you guys have had that high of winning week one. Now, I guess a low, you could yeah. say, of the second loss. How do you find that balance to get back this week and get back into the Yeah, I, mean,
3: I, I think any good team, it's got to be able to handle both and all the stuff in between. I mean, it's I think that's the tale of a season is how you handle all these situations, uh, emotions, uh, stress, all the stuff that comes with all, you know, with, with this game and, and you got to be able to handle all that stuff. Got to be able to uh, focus in not let none of any of this stuff distract you, distract your preparation, uh, where your attention needs to be, where your focus needs to be. So, uh, yeah, this will be our first, first shot coming obviously off a of loss and uh, you know, you got to be able to redirect yourself no, no different. I mean, you got to be able to focus in just the same. Uh, so,
0: how do you feel like you and Chase are working together to get the protection set in past game and, and target things in the run game?
3: Good. I mean, I, I think that's no different than with the wideouts. That's a process that is, uh, you're just always, always working on, especially come season because every week there's new things. You get a new look this week, they, this team does this unique thing. You know, so we need to answer with this and what's our communication process. Uh, That's constantly changing through the season. And and I think you just kind of catalog and bank all that stuff as as you do it. Um, You know, just kind of continue to work, not only just with him, but the, the protection unit as a whole, whether it be the five linemen, whether it be backs, tight ends, myself included, receivers. Yeah, I mean, it's just the same thing, a process that you just every single day you're working at. Completely
0: unrelated to that. There seemed to be a couple times on Sunday where you had some receivers running together. Obviously, when you draw it up on paper, that's not that's not typically how it's going to be. Is that something you feel like you talk to, uh, to the receivers about or let Ike handle it? What are the conversations like for, in terms of distribution and making sure that everybody's kind yeah, of I mean, where I think, I
3: think spacing, and, yeah, I mean, obviously is critical in, in offense. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think we work hard to correct any of those things that we see all the time, um, whether it be in game footage, practice. I mean, we're constantly working and talking about all that.
0: Alex, following up a lot of talk about the receivers and trying to get with them, but one of your best offensive weapons is Jordan Reed. He didn't get involved until so late into the game last week. How do you change that to get him going early?
3: Uh, I mean, uh, there's never an ability to say, like, hey, we're going to call this play and jam it to this guy. I mean, if a defense wants to take away somebody, I mean, I think any good offense has to be able to adjust and counterattack. Uh, he's a good player that warrants a lot of attention sometimes from defenses. Uh certainly is a guy we always want to try to keep involved and always will. Uh, but a lot of times, I, I mean, the way football goes, I mean, you're, you're out there reacting also to what the defense is presenting, trying to counteract what they're doing, what they're trying to take away. Uh, and you hope you're well-balanced enough that, uh, you know, everybody's getting involved. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously a unique, unique player, you know, special to us. Um, but it, it's never a circumstance where you're just forcing a ball to a guy. Rarely, I guess, I'd say.
2: Alex, when you guys play a team like uh, the Packers or a quarterback like Rodgers, who typically put up a lot of points, do you guys go in knowing, hey, we got to do even more, considering, hey, we might have to match what they do? Yeah.
3: I mean, I think that's it's, it, you can get sucked into that. In the end, yeah, of course we want to dominate. I mean, regardless of the offense we're playing, of course we want to go out there and execute. We want to move the chains. We would love to dominate both the scoreboard and the time of possession every game. Uh, that just comes through execution, though. Uh, I, I think I mean, it doesn't come through anything else. And execution comes from just focusing on your job one play at a time. Um, so, I, I, which is what we're always trying to do, I, I guess, coming back to that. I don't think any extra attention or focus on, hey, we've got to possess the ball to keep their offense on the field. Well, they, the way to do that is just to play good offense and to go out and execute and, and, and do what we got to do each play. So, I, I still think the, the attention needs to be on that.
0: Clay Matthews has done a good job on uh, this new rule on roughing the passer the past few weeks. You paying attention to him and telling your line to like uh, make sure he doesn't get to you?
3: No, I mean, I I don't think any of it's intentional. Uh, He's played a long time. He's a, you know, heck of a player. Uh, He's trying to play hard. Uh, Certainly, I think things happen. It's a a fast game, Uh, throwing some new rules and, and it can get cloudy and gray. So no, I don't think there's any ill will there. I'm not I'm certainly not thinking about that. Uh, I'm trying to go out and and do the same thing he do. I'm he's new and I'm sure, which is play fast and and try to help our team win.
1: When it comes to running the ball on first down or play calling with Alex Smith or who they involve, they got a couple of new receivers in the mix. We'll hear from Gruden next. It's the Locked On Redskins Podcast.
3: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You are locked on Redskins.
4: Receivers and I, I know bringing in Floyd and Perryman, but what's the status with Harris and Richardson? The knee sounds like a new thing. Yeah, Harris has been cleared uh, to practice. So we're taking him day by DC, day, how he, see how he does. He did good today. Uh, We'll see how he uh, ends up after practice tonight and tomorrow and uh, just monitor him on a daily basis. As for Paul, Paul had an MRI on his knee. Everything came back normal. Uh, You know, he still got a little bit with the shoulder, but uh, we're taking a look at some other guys while they're going through that. The the knee was from Sunday's game with Paul? Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
3: Um, For Laval, is that a long-term thing, the calf? Uh,
4: I don't think it's long-term. I think it's short-term. How short, I don't know. It's not IR candidate, no. sound like he's going to miss games then, LaValle? He could. Yeah, he could. He's day-to-day. We'll see how he does. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't out there today.
0: Jay, when you look back at the running game on Sunday, you guys had a lot of, it seemed like, favorable looks in terms of 6 men in the box for Indy, but were not able to target or whatever it was. What were some of the things you thought were consistent issues, and how do you go about fixing them?
4: Well, you know, I... You know, like I said, it wasn't a one guy thing, a one person thing, a one group thing. It was a combination of a lot of things. So uh, we just have to continue to work the runs that we're working on and make sure uh, we do a good job on those third downs to get more looks. You know, we didn't get many good looks. We didn't, I wasn't able to get off my call sheet enough good runs that we liked uh, in practice leading up to the game because we didn't have the ball, we didn't maintain drives, we didn't get the field position, uh, we didn't get favorable down and distance. We had a lot of third down and long, second and long. Uh, so the big thing is is to try to Convert on third downs, get more looks, let our guys come off the ball more, wear the defense out. Uh, that wasn't the case. We didn't. weren't able to do that. You had said in
0: Arizona you were looking down at your play sheet and the struggle was you couldn't pick a good one because they all felt good. You didn't know which one was the best. As you're looking at that play sheet, is there a moment Sunday where you, you can't believe it's the same play sheet?
4: Yeah, that shrinks quite a bit when you have third down and 20 uh, four times. You know, that's like... I'll give you guys a play sheet, let you call that one. That's a, that's a tough one. So, yeah, yeah, that, you know, some games are like that. Hats off to Indy. But that's done in the past, and we have to move on and really do a great job against the uh, Green Bay Packers moving forward, uh, not only in our run game, our play-action game, and, and third downs for sure. What you- with the, with the new, new receivers, if if Florida Paramount are active on game day, what do you think those guys add to, to, to Alex and the, and the offense? I don't know. I just met them yesterday. So, you know, they practice out here, limited the day, just trying to get their feet wet Did some individual. Got thrown in a team a little bit. Ike kind of, you know, uh, held their hand and told them what to do. Um, So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you know, this week we don't have to use either one of them. But uh, if we do, we'll get them ready. We'll give them a crash course here tonight and tomorrow and uh, obviously Friday and and, uh, hopefully get them ready for Sunday.
3: What have you made of uh, Jamison Crowder's first two games and what can be done to get him involved a little bit more?
4: Yeah, you know, same with everybody. You know, to get everybody involved, we've got to have the ball more. And, uh, and and we've got to distribute the ball to the right people. You know, it's you only have one ball, and you want to obviously get your playmakers the ball. You want to get Adrian some touches. You want to get Chris Thompson some looks. You want to get Jamison some looks. you would love to get Josh some looks outside and Paul, without a doubt, and Vernon Davis and Sprink, and, uh, so, and, and obviously Alex and some uh, runs. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, none of them are going to get any looks if we don't convert on third down. Jay, what goes into this the decision of going out and signing two receivers instead of maybe elevating someone from the practice squad? Is that Floyd and Perriman are more proven in the NFL? That's it. They're a little bit more proven. The practice squad guy is here to develop, and we're looking for somebody to possibly come in uh, and participate uh, soon. You know, and It's a chance for us to look at them. You know, We have a bye coming up after this week, so we have a couple good weeks to look at them before this 13-game stretch that we have after the bye. So it uh, doesn't cost us anything. We've got a good look at two very good players coming out, two first-rounders. Won't great speed? Won't great size? Uh, so, and if need be, we elevate one of our guys once we feel like they're ready with Kidsey or uh, Simi Cobb's. Uh, we can always do that later on. But right now, we want to look at these two guys. They uh, like them both coming out of the draft and take a look at them. Jay, if uh, Sean does miss any time, who would likely start at left guard for him? And what went into the decision when Scherf missed some time to, to move Chase over rather than plug Burks from in there and just keep. Uh, the center as is yeah uh, we feel like Bergstrom's a better center and chase uh, we don't lose anything with chase at guard so you know we feel like you know the center position we're about the same and, and a, there's a little bit of drop off losing Brandon Sheriff which is considerable uh, you, you put chase in there and he's a pretty good guard so that's how we probably go. yeah probably
0: Uh, Running back-wise, you put Rob on IR. You obviously have Capri in the building. Is the plan to just kind of stick with where you're at right now, get through the bye week, take a look at these receivers, then maybe do something? Or do do you want to have four backs ready to go for Sunday?
4: Yeah, we'll have three up probably. Um, You know, there's a chance. You know, we'll see what happens with Capri here later in the week. Um, But we'd have to obviously make a roster move in order to get Capri up. Uh, That's something we have to keep in the back of our mind. Uh, But right now, Samaje and Adrian and Chris are three guys active.
1: All right, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at NickCashew, Nickashew.com as well. We'll be back tomorrow. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast.
2: You are locked on Redskins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.